Good morning, CF Paris. We are so glad you chose to join us today for Church From Home. We want to give everybody about two minutes to get on, get their coffee, get their breakfast, their cereal, whatever they're needing to grab real quick before they join us. And we want you guys to do one quick thing. Jump over to the comments and let us know that you're here. We are super excited that you chose to join CF Paris this Sunday. On in. Good morning. Would you guys like some coffee? I just want to remind you parents that we have something for your kids too. You can click on the link in the comments or you can or you can go to our CF Kids page and it will kind of have a lot of fun. And this month we are learning about humility. Hey, we still want to continue to be good neighbors. In fact, the best way to volunteer right now is to reach out to your neighbors. We've put together some tips on, on how you can do that on our website under Church From Home. Go ahead and check that out at some point this week. Join with us as we worship. tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know Oh, I won't be shaking No, I won't be shaking Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand 
place to hide And I am not a captive to the lies well, I'm not afraid to leave my past behind No, I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love There's power that can break off every chain There's power that can empty out a grave There's resurrection with 
it is well with me.
Yes, God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Thank you for coming, for dying for us, Lord. Thank you for being that Savior, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can rest in the calm assurance, Lord, knowing that you paid it all. Lord, but not only that, you walk with us daily, Lord, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, it doesn't take you by surprise. Lord, I thank you that you have already made a way when we can't see a way. I thank you that we don't have to rely on ourselves, Lord, to get through anything, Lord, but that you go before us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we can put all our trust in you, Lord, and lay that burden down at your feet, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to work in, in every one of our lives, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing, Lord. I thank you for this awesome opportunity we have, Lord, to come together in a, in a totally different way, Lord. But I thank you that what the enemy meant for evil, Lord, you're turning to good. I thank you that we have the victory in you, Lord. That's in your name I pray. Good morning, CF family. As we continue to worship this morning and receive our tithes and offerings, we want to remind you that even during church from home, you have several good options for continuing to give. You can visit our website at cfparis.church to set up online recurring or one-time gifts there. And for those of you who may be more comfortable using text, you can use the number below to set up text giving as well, easily through your phone. We want to thank the many of you who have called and asked us how you can reach out and help those in our community that are struggling during this time. We've heard some amazing stories of generosity from the members of our church family. And we want to continue to seek the Holy Spirit and encourage you to do so in finding ways to help and serve during this time. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Excited to be with you again on this Sunday to be able to wrap up our series on faith over fear. Uh, this is actually our fifth Sunday going completely digital, completely live with you guys, not being able to get together corporately, and, and it hurts. It's a struggle. And that's a, a part of what I want to talk to you about today as I uh, do a message that I'm calling Faith in the Waiting. How do you continue to, to press through? How do you continue to have faith? When, when you initially thought that this was going to be a 15-day you know, period, now it's turned into a month and and uh, we don't see the end in sight. How do you continue to have faith that stands strong? How do you continue to have faith that, that steps out? How do you continue on? How do you continue to have faith while in the waiting? And I wanna come at it from a, a passage in, in John chapter five, where Jesus asks a question of a guy who has been sick for 38 years. We, we think we have it bad having, you know, here it is, Day 35, my wife, when we first started this thing, we got back from spring break and, 
uh, enjoyed the time with family only to find out that, okay, spring break's gonna carry on for another week. And my wife took these strips of, of construction paper, colored paper, and started making chains, just folding them and, you know, into a circle and stapling them and, and attaching them together. So every day that we've been uh, social distancing, we've attached a new little ring to our chain. And today there was 35 little links in that chain, 35 links in that chain. Um, it can be intimidating, it can be uh, crushing almost, defeating, when you start to think about it from a perspective of, I thought this was only gonna be this long, but now it's turned out to be so much longer. And yet we're dealing with 35 days, which pales, pales in comparison to 38 years for this particular individual in, in, in this passage, in John 5. And, and what I want you to do today, I really hope that you would hear this message through the lens of any ongoing long-term problems that you may have. Uh, yes, we, we COVID-19, uh, the coronavirus has been an issue that's presently on us and it seems to be extending longer than any of us ever wanted it to. But I, I think one thing that uh, something like this does is it, it, uh, it, it really magnifies the problems that we were already dealing with. Maybe even the problems that we were trying to suppress, that we were trying to hide. The things that have been going on for years that we've been struggling with, the things that, that we thought we were able to make it through. For, for some, it's gonna be medical issues and, and you keep trying to get better, you keep trying to get well. For some, it's, it's, it may be a chronic headache. For others, it's, it's much worse. There's illnesses, there, it may be even leading all the way to depression. And, and there's people that are dealing with things that have been dealing with things for years and, and they keep trying to get better, they keep trying to work it out and, and it doesn't seem to go away. There doesn't ever seem to be a relief and, and you can manage to kind of suppress it, but all of a sudden in times, especially like these, those the fears start to rise up even more so. For others, it may be an addiction that, that, that won't go away. You've, you've tried to quit. You've tried this method, that method, this thing, that thing, this, that, all these different areas that, that are supposed to work and they seem to work on everybody else, but you haven't been able to get over it. For others, it's the ongoing challenge of some relationship that you're currently in, whether it be marital or, or family. Uh, there's people that are struggling just to get along with uh, with parents, with a mom or a dad. There's others who, who are struggling with their marriages right now. And, and these moments now where we're having to social distance, we're having to stay quarantined inside the house with somebody only seems to exacerbate the, the, whole, the whole issue, make it that much worse. And so today I really do, I wanna talk more about, I want you to listen to this message through the lens of whatever ongoing challenge it is that you're currently facing or that you've had, because I truly believe, as we talked about last week, a single moment in the presence of Jesus Christ can change everything. Last week we talked about Thomas, and, and Thomas had that one moment. Yes, he had doubts, but but that was what was made what made Thomas so much stronger is his faith through the doubt. He he ended up getting Jesus met him exactly where he was at, and that one moment with Jesus Christ is what changed his life. And I, and I truly believe today, as some of us are dealing with faith in the waiting, that we too can have a, a faith that that excels, that that just stands strong during all of this. Let me go ahead and pick up with you in uh, John chapter five, starting in verse one. It says this. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. 
Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. Now, just quick understanding, this was a, a natural body of water, and there was a tradition, this, this, uh, People would gather around this, this body of water, and there was a tradition. They believed that an angel would stir the water, and any time the waters bubbled or agitated, the first person that could get in, whoever got in first, was going to be healed of whatever ailment, whatever sickness, whatever disease, whatever they were dealing with, they were going to be healed. And so you can only imagine how, as word gets around that there's this healing pool, man, people are starting to gather around. For years, people are waiting just for that, that little bubble, that little sign of hope. And But you can also only imagine whenever the, the waters did move, the free-for-all, the frenzy that it would have been for everybody just to jump in and get in there. So I want to continue on in verse 5. It says this, there was one who was there, had been an invalid for 38 years, an invalid for 38 years. Now, it doesn't say that he's 38 years old. I, me personally, scripture doesn't go into great detail about this, but the way it describes, the way John particularly describes him, to me, I, I feel that he was an older gentleman. There was an accident that had happened, and so now he's been an invalid for 38 years. This is something that has been weighing on him for a long time. Uh, it continues on, and it says, Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. And Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Now, <laughs> it, seems, it seems rather like, like an insulting question. Uh, uh, do you want to get well? Uh, no, really, I just love the smell of the sheep here at this particular pool. Um, I, it's almost like as if you ask people right now, hey, would you like to get out of the house? Uh, yeah, would love to. Hey, would you like to stop teaching your own kids and send them back to school? <laughs> Please, yesterday would be great. I mean, it's kind of just a ridiculous question, and yet Jesus looks at him and he says, do you want to be made well? Duh, right? I mean, the answer's got to be, yeah, yeah, I want to be made well. Why else am I sitting here for, for this long, for this much time, just to, to try and get healed? Why else would I be sitting here? Uh, but I think there's so much more to this story that Jesus is, is inferring to this man. And, and I want you to listen to this man's answer. He says this in verse 7. It picks back up. It says, Sir, the invalid replies, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, somebody else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. Uh, for 38 years, this man was was sick. This man had been had been paralyzed, an invalid, unable to to function as as he saw fit properly in that particular time, and, and it was weighing on him to to such extent. But but what what's beautiful about this story, just like with last week with Thomas, just a single moment in the presence of Jesus Christ, it changed everything for him. It changed everything for him. But what I want to focus on is, is I want to talk to you again, like I said, about having faith in the waiting and, and realizing the things, the problems that can occur while we're in the waiting, where all of a sudden we start to allow fear to overtake faith. Uh, real quickly, before we get into showing faith in the waiting, I, I want to talk about what are the three things that cause our fears to grow? What happens while we're in the waiting? Um, there's a couple things that I see immediately that, that usually happen. The longer the, the, longer the waiting, um, the more discouraged we get. 
the longer the waiting, the more discouraged we get, right? Initially, when, when the, the government came out and said, hey, 15 days social distancing, I think there was, there was a, a, an uncertain, okay, I can do this about most people. We, we didn't know, but two weeks, all right, two weeks, one day, 15 days, I can make that happen. I can, I can survive that. But as it's gone on longer, all of a sudden we start to get discouraged. How much longer is this going to be? Can I, can I keep being without my job? How do I keep providing for my family with, if I have to sit here and go through this, this, and this? And, and, and coming back to what I want us to focus on is, is more so than just what we're currently dealing with, the issues within your own personal life. Uh, what about the ongoing problems and, and how discouraged are you now because you've been trying to have faith in the waiting? For some of you, it just you prayed about it and, and nothing happened. And, and all of a sudden, the doubts start to rise. The questions start to rise. You, you, you thought you could help and, and nothing's worked. You thought you could get help in this form or this fashion and nothing's worked. And, and all of a sudden, it brings about discouragement in our lives. For some of you, you've tried to work on your marriage. You've prayed about it. You've gone to church and your marriage is still bad. It still hurts. It's still just, just existing. There's no life in it. Or, or maybe it's the physical ailments in your life. You've prayed about it. You've gone to the doctor. You went to another doctor. You went to a third doctor. And, and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and nothing's getting better. In those moments, it's very easy to become discouraged. Because the longer the waiting, the more discouraged we get. The second thing I hope that you, you recognize uh, within the, the periods of life that you're dealing with is, is the longer the waiting, the more excuses we tend to make. We end up coming up with reasons to justify because if we can justify what's going on in our lives, then it, it makes it it makes it feel better. If we can put the blame somewhere else, it makes us feel better about having to deal with the situation. And that's that's what this guy does in John, this invalid. He he looks at Jesus and he says, I have no one to help me get into the water. When I try and go in there, and again, you gotta you gotta imagine the 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 madhouse that it was to get into the pool when it bubbles. People are sitting there waiting on edge for days, weeks, months. We don't know the period of time that, that the water would bubble, but all of a sudden it would bubble and, and whoever gets there quick and hear this man saying, look, I can't walk and everybody else runs by me. They push me to the side. They don't let me get my healing. I deserve this healing, but, but because of them, it's their fault. They don't let me get to it and nobody, I don't have any more friends. I don't have anybody that can help me. I don't all of a sudden, all the excuses, and pray, I pray, I pray, you hear me. I'm not trying to invalidate the concerns that this guy had. The same in your life. Uh, you're dealing with issues, uh, and I think this man just got to a place that we, too, often get. No one will help me out. I, I can't do anything about this. There was, a, there was an individual, um, I was working for another church, and this particular individual had had, had a, a rough life growing up um, and had found a way to, uh, to make money uh, in, in dealing some things that, that weren't legal, uh, and he was really good at it. He was really good at it, but he was really trying to turn his life around. He was getting away from that. He had gotten married and had a child. And, and so I'm standing there talking to him, and as his wife is right beside him, holding their baby boy, this brand new baby boy, and, and he's broken down. And, and he came to me, and he's like, Corey, look, I've, I've tried it. I've, I've, tried, I've tried to do it the right way. I, I've tried to make ends meet, and, and, and I can't. 
He says, my, my, my dad was bad. My granddad was bad. My great, great granddad was bad. And he just kind of went down the line. He's like, that's who I am. It's, all, it's, all, it's always, all, always going to be this way. And I think what hurt the most in that moment as I'm sitting there watching him broken was realizing that he, at the same time he's saying that, he was laying that on his own son who's mere feet away from him. By him saying, look, this is just the way it's always going to be, he was laying that same curse on his own child. Look, this is just the way you're going to be. And, and, and I don't believe that's the truth because I believe, yes, it's it can be hard. There's going to be steps that you may have to take. There's going to be things that you have to do. But for the benefit of the next generation, can you break what's happening in your life today? But we tend to make excuses. We start pushing it off on everybody else. It's everybody else's fault. Within our marriages, we say, oh, well, I can't do anything about this. You know, why even bother anymore? Why go to a counselor? Why try and fix this? Things are always going to be this particular way. It's never going to get better. Uh, in our health, we say, well, the, the, I've been to the doctors. I've tried. Uh, uh, I, I've uh, all these different excuses for people right now with jobs. That, well, you know, I, I can't get a good job or I don't have a college degree, so it's always going to be this way and or I went and I tried this once I tried that out once I hear that a lot of times with church I tried church out and nothing happened I tried that and and for their fault nothing happened in my life look the longer the waiting yes it, the more excuses we make so so right off the bat the longer the waiting the more discouraged we become the more excuses we we uh, we tend to make but then what I want to show you as well is is what ends up happening is the longer the waiting the more that we end up compensating for that problem. I think there's people that are watching here this morning that uh, uh, you excel at, at, at uh, compensating for issues within your life. Um, some of you watching this morning could, could flat out admit that you're highly functioning alcoholics. Um, you know it puts a stress on your marriage, it's a burden on the kids, it's a challenge, but professionally, you've figured it out. You know how to manage and, and you can work your way around it. Even though there's this, this significant addiction in your life, you've, you've learned how to make do, make ends meet with it. Some of you, you've learned to exist in a very dead marriage. And you don't like it, there's nothing about it that you, you accept about it. There's, it's, it's misery to you, but you've tried everything that you know how to do, and yet there's no intimacy. And so what ends up happening is, is we end up just kind of compensating for that problem. Um, and so I, I, uh, I want to encourage you with this. Um, here's the problem with, with all three of those, especially that last one, is you're never going to change You'll never change when you tolerate an issue. Uh, you can't change what you're willing to tolerate. In your life today, you cannot change what you're willing to tolerate. You can't help somebody who, there's, there's a, a great example. Uh, um, uh, they, they use this a lot in, in AA meetings and stuff like that. But there's a, there's a saying that basically goes to the extent of you can't help somebody who needs help. Um, you can only help somebody who wants help. Uh, and that's, that is the hard part because you, you can't change what you're willing to tolerate in your life. If you're willing to accept it, if you're willing to make the excuses for it, if you're willing to, to just compensate for the problem, if you're willing to, to just live in the discouragement of the very issue, then, then no, you're, you can't get helped. But, but here's Jesus looking at this man and he's asking him a very specific question. He says, do you want to be made well? 
Do you want the help? Uh, I, I hear you. You say you don't have the friends. I, say, I hear you. You say everybody else is, is doing all these things to you, but, but do you want to be made well? Uh, I, I think one of the biggest obstacles to faith in our lives is the familiar. One of the biggest obstacles to faith in, in our lives is the familiar. It's what you become comfortable with. For 38 years, this man was unable to walk, and so he, he was unable to walk. He had his, his, uh, his, his resume of, of excuses. He knew why he couldn't do what he couldn't do, and he didn't have to come up with any new reasons why he couldn't do something because he had his set ways. And I, I don't like it, but I've learned to manage it. We start to accept what is rather than believing for what could be. In your life today, I would ask you, what are you accepting as what is rather than believing for what could be? Uh, for you, it may be, well, I'm just an average student. I knew that in, in the first, second grade years ago. I know it's, it's the way it's always going to be. Or, or maybe, well, our family has always struggled financially, and, and that's just the way it is. My parents did, and their parents did, and that's the way it's going to be for me too. Uh, or, or if it's the addiction. I've tried to overcome this addiction, but I just, I cannot seem to do it. The biggest obstacle to faith is going to be the familiar. Look, until the pain, until the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of change, until your desire, until your desire becomes bigger than the disability, you're never going to find healing. In your life today, some of you... I, 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 hate to, I hate to say it, but, but you're just simply used to living where you're at. We get comfortable with where we're at. But I truly believe that a single moment in the presence of Jesus Christ can change all that. I believe that the, that the Spirit of God today would ask you the same question. Do you want to be made well? Um, do you really want to be out of debt? Do you really want to overcome this addiction? Do you want to have a fantastic marriage? Do you want to be able to have, have children that are going to grow up and you're not going to worry about them because you know that they're on fire for God? Do you really want to be made well until your desire becomes bigger than your disability? You'll continue to live in fear and not faith. The beauty of, of Christ and what he does in our lives is, is it doesn't matter how long you've been down. With the power of Christ, you're never out. With the presence, the power of his spirit in our lives, uh, man, you're never out. Yeah, yeah, you may be kicked down, but you're never abandoned. Uh, look, it doesn't matter if, like I said earlier, it's day 35. It doesn't matter if it's 35 days, 35 months, or 35 years, or, or 35 decades. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. A moment in the presence of God can transform everything, no matter how long you've been dealing with it. Um, so coming back to my scripture, this guy says, I've got no one to help me out. And Jesus looks at him and says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Now, real quickly, I want to hear uh, back on at the January the 2nd, the second day of 2020, I went in and had to have knee surgery this year. Uh, my, I say minor knee surgery. It wasn't a knee replacement. It was, it was pretty in-depth what they had to do. But one of the things that they had to do was this particular procedure called microfracturing. And basically, it, it, I couldn't walk on my leg. I couldn't put any weight down on it, non-weight bearing for a, a period of six weeks. So all the way into the middle of February, I had to stay bedridden, basically. Um, 
Now, what I've learned crazy about the human body, I knew the human body was, was I mean, there's a lot of depth to what goes on, to what makes everything function, but I didn't realize all the little pieces. Uh, so right now, one of the things that I'm currently still dealing with is because of that six week period of not using my right leg, what happened is, is the, the quad begins to, uh, due to a lack of use, disappear almost. It's crazy weird. But in one of the things that the hamstring does or that the quad does is it holds the kneecap in place. I always thought the kneecap just kind of hung out in place. But right now, my kneecap is, is because it's not being held proper up in the top, there's a groove on your femur where the kneecap is supposed to sit right in place. And because my hamstring is still loose, it my, or my quad, excuse me, it, the kneecap just kind of slides right over that ridge and creates a friction and starts to, it hurts when I walk. Well, that's healed by starting to work out that muscle, starting to get it moving. And yet, I, I want to come back to this line where Jesus says, here's to a man who hasn't walked for 38 years, not six weeks, like the, the big problem I had, but for 38 years, he says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Now, he heals him supernaturally, but but remember so much more, and this is beautiful when you realize that faith, faith is an action. As we learned in week one, faith is the substance of what you hoped for. There's substance behind faith. To have faith in the waiting, you, you might have to pick up your own mat and you might have to take a step of faith. The questions start to rise. Can I even? Will I be able to? Well, I, I want to notice three things about faith real quick. And, and the first is, look, the sick guy didn't ever even ask to be healed, right? The, the second thing is, is he did nothing to earn it or deserve it. But the third one, and this is what I want to focus on, is the healing didn't happen in the way that he thought it would. Now, now real quickly, Jesus did for him what he didn't even ask Jesus to do. Uh, look, as you get to know Jesus, as you press into him, he's going to do things for you you didn't even ask him to do. He's going to bring healing in your life in areas where you didn't even know you needed healing. He's going to bring forgiveness into your heart in areas where, where you didn't even realize you were holding on to bitterness, to unforgiveness. When you get close to Jesus, he'll do things for you that you didn't even ask him to do. Uh, as well, Jesus didn't heal this man because he was good. It had nothing to do with whether or not the man did the right thing or did not do the right thing. It was just because Jesus was good. That's grace. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. We're not good enough for it. But he gives us blessings untold because of his goodness. That's grace. Now coming to this number three, the, the third one that I really want to focus on, the third thing you notice, the healing didn't come in the way that the man thought it would. In, in the invalid's mind, he thought, look, if I can just get in the water, if I can get in the water, I'll be healed. And I don't know if he was there for, for all 38 years that he was an invalid or if it had just been the past few years, but however much time Jesus recognized and saw that he had been there a long time. And in this man's mind, he had put all his hope, all his trust, all his faith in a pool of water. Is your faith in that God can provide the outcome you need, or are you tied to a method? Some of you, you've been searching for healing in one way. You've been searching for it in the water, but I'm here to tell you, your healing may not come through the water. You may expect it one way, and God can bring you a blessing, a healing, a transformation in some way that you never expected before. Right now, you're sitting here, and, and you're worried about things that, that uh, this, this social distancing has caused in your life. 
And immediately we start to look for remedies. We start to look for, okay, is my job going to sustain me? Is, is the government going to send me a check that's going to survive, that, that'll, that'll be able to, to last while I need it to last? Will I be able? And we start looking for methods as opposed to the giver of method. Uh, again, is your faith in that God can provide? Is your faith in that God will give you the outcome that he desires? Or is your faith in, in the method that God's going to come about doing it? Uh, Jesus says to this man, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Jesus is essentially saying, look, don't, don't tell me what you can't do. That's exactly what the guy does. He starts off by saying, well, well, I don't have this, I, I don't have that, I, and people won't help me do this. Jesus is saying, don't tell me what you can't do. Don't, don't tell me what other people won't do for you. I just want to see you stand up and walk. Today, as I believe this question is presented to us, do you believe that I can heal you? Do you want to be made way, made well? I, I think Jesus is asking us the same thing. Look, I want to see you stand up and walk. I will do for you what you cannot do, but I want you to do what only, what only it is that you can do. Jesus is saying, I want to heal you. I want you to have the courage and the faith to step away from the familiar. I want you to be able to rise up. I want you to be able to stand up. I want you to be able to walk. The familiar is often the greatest hindrance to faith. And look, you're, you're going to have to have faith to stand up. Uh, when you think that your legs are not capable of supporting you. I love that last line, at once the man was cured. But even though he was cured, there was no evidence of the cure until he chose to stand up. He placed substance to hope. He created the evidence of the unseen. He picked up his mat and he walked. Without the assurance that he could, by faith, he picked up his mat and he started walking. I really believe that, that this is... This is going to minister. This is going to speak directly to somebody this morning because I think somebody is going to take a step of faith to overcome a problem that you may have given up on. Again, I don't know what it'll look like for you. You, you may realize that your marriage needs a counselor. You, you may confess to uh, one of your, your small groups, our CF community groups, uh, a challenge where you know you need help. Uh, you may check yourself into rehab. Uh, it, it's going to take a significant step of faith on your part. You're going to have to step up. You're going to have to pick up your mat, and you're going to have to walk. But look, all the while, God has cured you. God is touching you, and you're going to provide the substance for what you've been hoping for. And for some of you, for some of you, yes, you're going to experience healing instantly, immediately. Others of you, uh, you, you may be more a, a, a on a, on a journey, uh, the beginning process of a journey that leads toward a complete healing. Um, but don't get so wrapped up in the method. You thought it was going to come through the water. You had no idea that it, it could come from simply being uh, tuning in from your living room, from your bedroom to watch church online, that all of a sudden the power of God could meet you right where you're at. You didn't have to walk into the Holy of Holies, walk into the building, but, but that God could meet you right where you're at. The presence of God, his, his power, touch his touch by the Holy Spirit in your life. And I truly believe that it can spark something in you that only God can do. Other people could, could look on and can wonder, man, why, why are you excited? Why do you have hope in this time? Why do you, why do you still believe? You, you may not be walking yet, but you can tell people, look, I'm picking up my mat. I, I'm picking up my mat. I may not be walking yet, but I have faith even, even in the waiting. Even though I walked in without hope, 
and just thought this is the way it's always going to be. Even though I tuned in this morning and thought this is how it's always going to be for my life right now at this moment because of a presence, because of what Jesus, one moment in the presence of Jesus Christ can do, my life is going to be different. Do you want to be made well? Um, do you want to overcome the, the addiction that is, has wrecked your life for years, that's held you hostage? Do you, do you want to be free from worry, from anxiety, from fear, those things that keep you up at night, that keep you from sleeping soundly at night? Do you want to get rid of the anger, the, the, the pain inside of you that ends up hurting every relationship that you've ever been in this morning? Do you want to overcome your inability to trust people? Do you believe that God is able to do anything? Do you believe that God can heal you of any, any physical sickness in your life? Look, I, I ask again, do you want to be made well? Um, it takes faith to leave the familiar. I know that God wants to help you. I know that there's people here this morning that want to receive his help. But you can't change what you're willing to tolerate. You can't change what you're willing to tolerate. And I truly believe, I know, I know that I know with all of my heart that God has, has brought people here, tuned in even this morning, who want to be made well, who want to believe in the power of the risen King, who want to believe in and step out in faith, even when it's, it's unknown, it's different. And it could, it, could, it could be hurtful or it could be something that, that, that could cause a lot of work and, and you don't know how it's going to work out. But I truly believe that one moment in the presence of God can truly heal your life. If you'll bow your heads with me this morning as I, as I pray, as we continue to have faith in the waiting, Lord God, I pray that your power, that your love, Lord Jesus, that your spirit, that your presence would continue to build our faith, Lord God. We've seen you move the mountains. We can look at the stories of you moving mountains in other people's lives, Lord God, and we can rest assured we can know that you're going to move the mountains in ours, Lord God, that you would continue to minister hope, healing, your love to your people today, Father, that thank you, Lord, for the, the power of your presence in our lives that one moment in the presence of Christ, Lord God, can change everything. I thank you, Lord, that you're healing, Lord Jesus, people today, that, that faith is being built across this world today, Lord God. And, and I pray, Lord, that through by your power, that, that there would be miracles done in people's lives. The same miraculous power that raised Christ from the dead, Lord, is the same miraculous power ministering in people's living rooms this morning, Lord Jesus, bringing healing. And Father, I pray that each and every one of us that tunes in, that hears this message, Lord God, that, that we would take steps of faith as you lead us, Lord, as you guide us, Father, that you would see the substance of our faith, that, that you would be pleased by it, Lord God. And, and, and we pray that in your presence that healing would begin. We give you all the glory, Lord God. We give you all the praise because we believe that you're a good, good Father. You are good, Lord God. And, and our, 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 our uh, healing, Lord, it may not come in the method or the way that we thought it was going to come. It may not come in the way we expected, Lord Jesus, but right now our faith is in you. Not in the method, Lord God. Our faith is in you. We give you all the glory because you are the only one worthy of praise, Father. Lord God, I surrender my life to you. Jesus, I, I thank you that you alone are my Savior, the Lord of my life. Father, we pray this morning that you would fill each and every one of us with your spirit, 
that we would be able to step outside of our four walls, Lord God, into the uncomfortable and to continue to serve, Lord Jesus, to continue to give, Lord Father, that we would continue to reach neighbors and reach people, Lord God, just as you have reached us right where we're at, Lord God, that we would reach out to others where they are at. Thank you for new life this morning, we pray in your precious mighty name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, God bless you all. It's been a, a wonderful time to be able to celebrate with you, our risen King, this morning again, guys. Guys, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Be blessed.